Okay. Well, hello, and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Plumbing Marketing Profits, where we interview the leading plumbing, HVAC uh, businesses and business minds from across the United States and really get great insights on how you can be more effectively marketing your plumbing business or your HVAC business in today's economy. And today, we're, we're really excited to have Kenny Chapman, the, the blue-collar coach, on the line with us. Kenny, how are you? I'm doing great, Josh. How about yourself? Really good, really good. Well, I, I hooked up with Kenny recently at the at the QSC meeting down in San San Diego, and we got to talking. And uh, you know, he, he he's just such such a sharp guy. You know, he he runs the Blue Collar Coach, and has had a very successful plumbing business out of the out of the Colorado area. And um, we're gonna be we're gonna be learning how he grew his business. You know, why he got into the Blue Collar Coach, and obviously a little bit more about. Uh, about his company and how you guys might be able to do some stuff with him. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Perfect. I, I, I appreciate your time. So if you don't mind, let's just start. Tell us a little bit about, you know, about your, your plumbing company and your plumbing and HVAC company, you know, how long you've been in business, approximate revenue, number of trucks, you know, just some of the demographic type information. Yeah, so we've um – Actually, here in a few days, as we um, as we do this this interview, in a few days I'll have my 19th year anniversary. So I've had it uh, started in '94, and uh, yeah, so we're we're a, we're a bit shy of three million. Um, I think we're running six trucks right now, and an, and maybe an install truck on top of that. And you'll have to forgive me a little bit as um, I've got a leadership team that completely runs a day-to-day. I mean, I've, everything's accessible to me, but I, I I don't know how, if we've got 12 employees today or 14 because I'm not involved mm-hmm. in the exact day. But we do plumbing, heating, air conditioning, um, primarily residential service. We do do some light uh, commercial as well, but no new construction um, in the western Colorado area, the little corridor of, of Grand Junction to Montrose. Um so you know it's 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 a small easy business to run at, at being a small company like that, but but we are very proud of what we've accomplished and what we continue to accomplish because that that a little bit less than three million that we do ninety five percent of that we pull out of eighty thousand people. So with our business model and and the size of market that we have, I'm very proud of our team and our market share and what we're able to accomplish. Yeah, that's incredible to, to pull that out of such a such a small market. Uh, you guys obviously do a good job and run a you know world class organization. Well, and thank you for that. But it's also you know, um, it's, it's there are some things that I I get the opportunity to for you um, being a marketing guy and helping people market. I'm sure you see the same thing is. You know, contractors get a certain amount of customers in an area, and they go, well, hey, let's go on to the next town and let's expand instead of pounding the same pavement um, day in, day out. And so because geographically the way we're situated, we we kind of had to keep pounding the same people, and it, and it worked really well. So it's kind of a testament to going back to the same, uh, you know, dominate your own market before you go elsewhere, I guess, is is what I believe. Absolutely. Great, great, great insight. Because you're right, the tendency is to say, well, let's go to the next big area. Let's go to the biggest area in our state. And you've proven that that's not the best plan. 
Yeah, yeah. Not everybody's got their own goals, but for us, that's that's really worked well for us. Nice. So tell me a little bit about how you got started. I mean, how, how you got started in the in the plumbing and heating business in the first place. Yeah, well, um, I I had the opportunity to to serve uh, this great country in the in the United States Army for a few years, and okay. while that was a great experience, it taught me that um, I I did not like time and grade promotion, and I needed to be rewarded for my performance. So that told me I had I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I started studying and reading and and really trying to uncover and and to make a really long story short I ended up um coming across the books of a of a plumbing and um drain company that they also had some portable toilets and and my my real estate broker I was like just bring me all the listings you got I want to see everything that you've got and he brings me this one and and I'm like Mark come on you know sewer service I'm not doing that and he's like just look at the numbers just look at the numbers and and so when I did um you know I didn't have two nickels to rub together at the time so I couldn't buy the business but it stuck for me and I said wow I didn't know there was opportunity and money in this stuff and and then you fast forward a couple of years and um and I came across an opportunity I was working at a local lumber yard and one of my clients had had this small drain cleaning business that he did on the side and he built some houses and I started working him and about six months later, I, I got him to, to carry a little paper on me, and I took over a company that was doing $12,000 a year, <laughs> not not oh a day goodness. or not an hour, but a year. So a year, was, wow. Trial by, trial by fire, I had no experience. I had no business being in business, but oftentimes that's how we, that's how we start and hopefully evolve somewhere from there. Wow. And so during that, during that period, you basically took it from 12K a year to what's now uh, like a $3 million a year sustainable business while doing the other thing that you're doing. Correct, yes, yes, wow. with, with a, lot, a lot of – well, thanks. There's uh, – you know, it's available for anybody and everybody, but um, definitely some blood, sweat, and tears were, were left along the way and, and a lot of uh, – uh, you know, certainly you got to get lucky, but you got to implement. You got to make a lot of mistakes, and and fortunately, I'm a risk taker, and we're willing to do that and serve as well. Great. Well, I, I mean, I can already tell it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of good innovation on this on this interview, and uh, I'm excited about what we're about to uncover. So, obviously, the focus we want to concentrate on in this interview is marketing, and you know what went into helping you grow that in such a small market from. You know, you know, zero to three million, or you know, twelve thousand to, to three million, and I always say, you know, I feel like marketing comes down to three core components. There's the the message, you know, what you're saying, the market, who you see it to, and then the media, you know, where you're advertising that message and how you're getting the phone to ring. So I want to really focus on those three key areas, and then kind of let you elaborate on what you're doing or what you've done to to accomplish that. So let's start mm -hmm. where I think you have to start. You know, the tendency is to go straight to media, so straight to, you know, we do yellow pages, pay-per-click, billboard ads. But I think before you go there, you have to think about the target market. You have to think about the message. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you've targeted the market, you know, being that it's a small market, but how you've targeted the market and who your ideal customer is there in that, that greater Grand Junction area. Yeah, well, and, and and you make a powerful point that that uh, certainly as contractors, our tendency is to, you know, we want the flashy, we want the 
the well, you know, I saw this thing work on TV, and I want to be, I should be on TV. But but you don't know your message. You don't even know who you're speaking to yet. So I agree. You've got to know who who you're going to sell to, and and with that, you've got to know who you are. And and the first thing that we had to come to terms with is is we're not for everybody, and that's okay. And and I believe in abundance mindset. So we had to to say, okay, how do we pull enough of what we need to do in our market? from the people that we need to serve, and that is primarily the residential homeowner that really appreciates their time um, more than they do their do-it-yourselfer type. And, and so they, they, they want background check. They want clean. They want um, uniform. They want to know who they are, who you are. They want to know that you're going to be there the next time they need to go to you. And, and, and it's, you know, Regardless of the market that you're in, everybody listening to this interview, you might think that, that things are going on in your market, but just because people are saying things in, in marketing pieces doesn't mean that, that it's actually happening. So, so get clear about who you're going to sell to, and that's what we, we did. We, we knew that we wanted the people that we're okay with paying a little bit more. We, we've never been the cheapest. We never will be the cheapest. By far, we're the most expensive, like markedly higher, and and that's part of our differentiator. You know, a lot of people, if you go to chamber functions or this or that, people say, oh, yeah, you know, call Peterson. They're not cheap, man. You're going to pay for it, but they're worth it. I'm totally okay with that kind of a referral. So Absolutely. You know, that, yeah. You know, and – and then, you know, from there, I, I kind of talk a little bit as once you're, once you know where you're going, then what makes you unique is what has to stand out to those people. And so I, you know, kind of, kind of was talking about that already is, is the, the people that, that we can convey a message to and, and that they will get it and, and want to play the same game that, that we're playing. And, and again, it's one of the hardest things in the world as an entrepreneur. Um, and or a contractor to, to realize, okay, everybody's not for us, and you know you've got about a hundred other choices in my small market, um, just in the plumbing side of things, and and so people are choosing them, and so we've got to know who we are, so we can communicate effectively with who we want to to be in front of and who we want to do business with, and that's not everybody. Nice. So, I mean, and this is a trend I'm, I'm, I'm really hearing as we're doing these interviews and talking to, you know, million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC entrepreneurs is, in a lot of cases, I mean, we're not going after the low-end guy. We're not trying to get the, you know, the person that's just looking for the handyman service or the cheap service. And you can't be ashamed to be a higher-priced player in your market because that's, that's how you're going to have a professional, successful business, but also – You'll be able to attract the right kind of people by having the right messaging out there. And you talked about, you know, background checks, clean, reliable. I imagine you're in, you're you're putting that in the messaging that you're putting out to the marketplace and your advertising, your promotional strategy. Well, exactly, and and those things those things take they take dollars to create. Uniforms cost money. Background checks cost money better compensation to put better team members in front of your clients cost money. And so, you know, you, you can't be the lowest price or, or a lower end and have top-end services. And, you know, you, you don't get a, a five-star 
Morton steak at McDonald's, and that's okay. Both companies are very successful, but they know who they are, and people know what they're going for when they when they go in to get it. And you know, one of the things that really changed the game for me was, you know, when I when I came to the realization that when we started, I mean, I took over the the company was was very low priced. The guy ran it as a as a you know, part-time job out of the back of his truck. Basically, if he wanted to walking around money for cleaning a drain, he'd go do it. And so then I, I thought that was the model. I didn't know what I didn't know. And yet, still, at the ridiculous low prices, which we won't talk about here on a, on a national call, but I was getting price complaints. I still got price complaints then. And so then one day I woke up and said, well, I'm getting them now. Why don't I get them at the price that I need to, to be at in order to be profitable and and grow this thing. And so, you know, anybody listening knows you, you've gotten price complaints no matter where you are in the game, no matter how long you've been in business, no matter what your price point is, that's never going away. So you might as well get them with a smile and put it in your budget and just give, you know, give back when you have to or make things right when you have to. And it's far easier to make those decisions coming from a place of profitability. Absolutely. Good, good stuff. And so, I mean, it's pretty clear the, the you know, you've got a really well-defined uh, market as far as you're selling to the higher end, the people that own homes, the people that aren't overly concerned about price, but also that, that are looking for convenience, the people that uh, want somebody that's going to be able to come in, get it done quickly, get it done professionally, and, and be reliable. Uh, you've got your messaging that really speaks to that audience, and now we can start to talk about what everyone loves to talk about, which is the which is the media and the different advertising channels. So, I mean, there's so many different things you can do to market a plumbing and HVAC business, from direct mail to radio to you know networking to strategic alliances. Love to get your feedback on the, the marketing mix that has worked best for you. Yeah, well, and and I, as you know. Um, as as a marketing guru yourself, you know that I mean this is a moving target and it continues to move day by day, month by month, year by year. And so, you know, one of the things that did help us early on is I had the guts to jump into the yellow pages at a different level than um, anybody had before. And so I, I I basically bought some real estate in the book and that served us well for a while. And then, of course, as we all know, as those go away and continue to go away faster and faster, um, that a lot of people were slow to change. And because we don't resist change, we were able to, uh, you know, to make some changes. So the, the other thing I'll say is, is it's not all about Internet. So, yeah, we, mm-hmm. do, we do direct, you know, we do direct mail. We're still in the yellow pages because they still do work at the level that we're in them in our market because we, me- we measure everything that we do. We've done radio and TV in the past. They didn't serve as well in our market. Don't know exactly why. Some markets it works amazing. Some markets it doesn't. Um, and, and ours, though, it's such a small area. We don't really have a drive time. You're never going to get locked up in traffic. Um, you know, so so we tested mm. those. Public relations are big when when you know that preseason of in the heating heating and air conditioning business. You know, as as we're heading towards our first cold snap, my my general manager will get on the phone and start calling the local news stations and saying, "Hey, let's do a story." They're always looking for stories, and we think that we need to sit back and hope that the news calls us. We need to reach out to them. Um, mm-hmm. Network, you know, networking groups, again, this is my general manager because I don't work in the business on a daily basis, but, 
he's involved in a BNI group. He got really involved in the chamber to a point of he just came off of his uh, last term as the president of a uh, of a local chamber in our in our market. Um, home shows were always there. Sometimes, you know, some work better than others, but um, but it, it's it's a presence. It makes you real to the customer, and then of course all kinds of different internet marketing we're we're into now between you know all the social media stuff seo pay-per-click we do use lead buying services um you know if, if it's out there we're doing it and testing it and then measuring it and if it works we'll keep doing it and do more of it and if it doesn't work we turn it off and, and direct those dollars somewhere else so you know it's important i believe when we're talking about marketing to to set that budget and know what you're going to spend, and then as something doesn't work and you turn it off, don't think, oh well, those are profit dollars. Turn it into something else and 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 test those things. And you can you can learn obviously from what's happening nationally, but you still your own local market because they are a little bit different. Yeah. Well, wow, so you you've got a pretty much an everything all in marketing strategy. You, you mentioned pretty much. All of the all of the channels that 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 tend to work well, and some that some people think don't work well, um, that that's uh, that's incredible. And and I love what you said about public relations. And, and it's not just about sending out a press release; it's about reaching out to the newspaper, reaching out to the radio stations, and trying to get your name in front of them with something that's relevant to the you know to the local community. Yeah, the, yeah. In in my opinion, and, and the, what we've had success with with public relations is. You know, these people, whether it's, whether it's on, on radio or TV or newspaper, you know, there's people sitting around today trying to figure out what they're going to write or talk about by, by the end of this week because they got to turn something into their boss. If you can make that easy on them, they're going to embrace you. So, so don't go to them without a plan. You got to have a plan of what you want to talk about, why you want to talk about, how it's relevant to their market. Remember, you're not going in saying, "Hey, choose Peterson Plumbing." You're going in saying, "Hey, here's something the homeowners really need to know that affects your readership or your listenership or your viewership right now." And and you know, come from that angle. It's definitely not hardcore direct response marketing. Right. Good. Good stuff. Now. I hear it a lot amongst the, the bigger plumbing companies that the Yellow Pages is still an active source of leads that can generate a, a return on investment. Um, but from the smaller guys, they're all saying it you know it doesn't generate much. So I'm curious, do you think there's a correlation in positioning in the Yellow Pages and you know is the, the fact that you have, like you said, gone big uh, as opposed to going small? Yeah, well, I think there's I, – I do, to answer your question, yes, I do. And, and and certainly for who we are, the further up you can be, the better. There's, uh, you know, there's some small – like some of the lower budget, like kind of want to attract the the handyman type client, you might do mm -hmm. fine with a little, you know, a little small ad. For, for us um, – you know, having presence is is important. Now, as as Yellow Pages have pulled way back, we have as well because they're not working as good as they did. But at the same time, that creates deals, that creates negotiation power. But as long as right. you're tracking your stuff and you know your numbers. Um, but while we're on this Yellow Page, one of the things that I learned that was a major um, hit to me is I 
when I, I bought a company in Montrose several years ago, which is about 60 miles from Grand Junction, our target market. And mm-hmm. so I bought this company and I rebranded the whole thing. And, and, you know, I've got this stuff figured out now. We're dominating this space. And, and so we said, well, what do we know how to do? Well, this, you know, and this is, uh, let's see, 2001. So, um, when, when I made this play, and I went in, and I and at that time, at that book, a full-page, yellow-page ad um, got first position. So I went in, I bought it, we tracked it for the year. We got one service call from a full-page ad in a market of 50,000 people Jeez. in a year. And, and it blew my mind. So it really also opened my mind that, you know, we weren't present there. People didn't know who we were. We weren't. We don't have team members wearing uniforms into to restaurants and kids going to school together and, and different things like that. So you've got to earn that right. So so make sure that you know if you're if you're a new startup or you're just getting going, um, you know a lot of the grassroots stuff is really powerful until people really start kind of having some understanding of who you are. Now again, that changes by market in Los Angeles probably not as big of a deal as in a small farm community where everybody knows everybody and all of a sudden I splash in like we're this big city company and everybody went, whoa, we're not, we're not doing that. So again, hmm. you've got to know your market. Wow. So you think the correlation there was just because you had the big ad and everyone saw you, they didn't know the company, they didn't know the people behind the company, they didn't recognize the brand, and so it became a failed marketing endeavor. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, then once that, like, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, but when I learned that, then I started studying that market a little bit more. It, it's far different than our market 60 miles away just because of the smaller, close-knit farm community. People kind of don't leave. They're slow to change. And, and so, you know, they, they know the first five plumbers in the book, and we're not one of them. They're, they're not going to give us a chance. So just an, you know, interesting, interesting, painfully expensive lesson that we learned. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a great insight. And, if, you know, for those of you that are listening, you know, there, there's definitely some great lessons, you know, that can be learned from that. So of all of those marketing channels, you know, which – and it sounds – actually, one thing I did want to drill down on more – is so you track these you track each one of your lead sources and how do you do that are you doing that by asking when they call in do you use call tracking numbers or what's your what's your mechanism for tracking all of the the lead sources yeah we we do both we do track by um by call um by DID numbers or or you know mm-hmm. tracking numbers we use um and then we do have in our scripting for our CSRs to ask them where they got, because what that teaches you is that um, sometimes, especially with the yellow pages, you know, yellow pages have taken the biggest beating of everything, but some clients will still open the yellow pages, look, find you and go, hmm, I wonder what they're about, then Google you and they call you from the Internet, and 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 the Internet gets the 100% of the credit. So, right. so we do... We track, and, and, and the main thing is obviously, you know, where they actually dialed, what number they dialed, where they where they came from. But, you know, sometimes people don't, um, you know, they might hear you on the radio or see you on TV, but that source might not get credit. So, right. uh, 
you know, it is it is important. And, and, and I mean, heck, for years and years and years, all we did was ask the question. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we started out, and that's the other thing. Wherever you are now, software's gotten so cheap and different things. But back when we didn't have um, industry-specific software, we started this stuff with a little checkbox next to our one CSR we had at the time and just, Hmm. Oh, that one came – I mean, it was Yellow Pages of, like, the three books we were in. All we did was, okay, that one came from Yellow Pages. So wherever you are, you got to start. Just start with yeah. something. Start tracking it. And I think that was an interesting insight, the, the fact that, yes, tracking numbers are great. You can start to get some insight as to where your calls are coming from and quantify the return from the various channels. But like you said, don't put all your eggs or, you know, don't gauge 100% of the success – on just that pure metric of number of calls from some specific lead source. Dig a little deeper and see maybe if they didn't, you know, meet you at a Chamber of Commerce event or see one of your TV ads, and then go to the Internet and Google your name or go to the Yellow Pages and dial straight from there. Right, exactly, exactly. So from, from, what, you, from what you can see, the, the, the different marketing channels that you're running, uh, and obviously you have an, an everything all-in strategy, which is great, um, which ones seem to be driving the most leads right now as far as getting the phone ring, new new customer type acquisition? Well, definitely Internet is the um, – it's the it's the player. It's the one that's taken over everything. Um, so it is our best, I mean, overall. And, of course, then, you know, we can we can dissect that even further. But um, but Internet leads are our king. Um, and then after that, um, quite honestly – People that saw our truck um, is a huge, huge source for us, and okay. um, and so you know, just just even again, small community, very visible. Um, we have crazy big box trucks. My head's about the size of the side of the truck on it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's very, very visible. And I resisted that for years until one of my friends showed me a marketing report. He has the whole side of his truck with like his whole team of his company and I always resisted mm-hmm. I'm not doing that everybody will think I'm ego and this was you know before it was kind of popular and um, and so it you know it, it does work and and but you know and and we still get some from yellow pages but and and direct mail um, definitely still works and some of these things see they're changing so fast in my opinion that Everybody kind of jumped out of direct mail and said, well, it doesn't work. Everybody's getting all this junk mail. Well, perfect. Everybody jumped out. Now everybody's getting less junk mail, and direct mail um, returns are going back up again. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Internet. As the Internet gets saturated, um, as the Yellow Pages did, and cost per leads go up based on PPC, then SEO is even huger. I mean, huger is probably not a word, but you get the point. And so <laughs> – so you know, it, it becomes it becomes um, really important to to adapt. And what I love about the internet is it's so adaptable, and you can test a lot of different things and and this and that. Um, so it, it's it's our number one for sure, Josh. Okay, excellent. And and I guess on the on the point of the wrap truck, I mean, obviously it, it makes sense. It's almost like a driving billboard. But I guess you're saying having the personality branding on the truck has helped with conversion. So in other words, just an anonymous truck that says call XYZ plumbing at this number necessarily wouldn't convert as well as a picture of the owner or a picture of the team where they start to see the personality and buy into the, the, the brand and the personality behind the brand. 
Yeah, I, I I totally totally believe in that and agree with that. And and um, I mean, even though I'm I'm not in my I'm gone from my from my plumbing business months at a time now, but I'm still the face of it from a marketing standpoint. And people connect with people. They don't connect yep. with companies brands. They connect with people, and so it, it you know I, I've I've seen seen companies and have had clients that, um, you know, they just can't do it. I can't put myself on the side. So it doesn't matter. Put somebody else on there. It, it's really not about who it is. It's about what it communicates. And and people connect with, with visual far more than, than reading. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's that's a great insight. And um, I never thought about it in, that, in those terms as far as putting your face on the website, putting your face on the on the truck, putting your face on the ads, they, they can start to connect and resonate with a real person. And so that's that's a powerful insight. Going back to going back to internet. So within internet there's obviously pay per click and there's SEO and there's online paid directories like Angie's List and City Search and Yelp.com and then there's paid lead source sites. Um, you know I, and if you don't have this you, you, no need to, to talk about it more but I'm curious as to where most of those, inter, you know, Internet's the number one source, so it comes into those four main categories. Where are most of the Internet-type leads coming from? For us, it's it's between um, pay-per-click and SEO right now are our, are our okay. two, two biggest drivers. We do have very good organic placement. Um, on the plumbing side, we're working on driving it better on the HVAC side. But we, we've, got, we've got pretty good SEO as far as placement goes, um, and then contrary to some companies, and, and again, some of it is based on market, um, but we, we run pay-per-click all the time as well, as long as we're not too busy. We can always turn it off, but mm-hmm. um, the, the two of those playing together um, have served us well, and and they they certainly have, have served us the best, and then the other sprinklings, you know, that we're in, be it any of the online directories and and then buying services, you know, like the service magics and the the e local plumbers, those those trickle in some, but um again our market is is very rural and it's and it's been slow to adopt to the internet. So when, when I had friends and clients that were crushing it on the internet, I couldn't spend five hundred a month and I was like the only one doing pay per click. So you know, what are <laughs> You know, so so again, you just gotta you know kind of pick your pick your spots, and because of that, we're we're able to really diversify our budget. Got it. Okay, good good stuff. Any of the online marketing channels that you've kind of stopped doing altogether, or you felt like you know what, it's just not generating any return, um, or do you feel like there there's something to be said for pretty much any online or offline advertising that you can do? Well, you know, the the main thing for us is so much of the of the internet now is is paid for lead. And so, you know, we we don't got to sign a big contract and guarantee you know huge dollars. We'll, we'll test some stuff, but so much of it is by lead. And on our operational side of the business. We're so good once we get the lead, and I'm not patting us on the back. I'm patting, or I'm not patting me on the back. I'm patting my team on the back. But if we get the lead, you know, it's going to work out more often than not because we know how to how to convert. And that's the other side to marketing is, mm-hmm. you know, 
you can generate all the leads all day long, but if you don't, if you're not converting, then you got to be cautious. So we're able to play in a lot of spaces. So, so to answer your question, no, we we haven't really said this doesn't work. We're out of here. You know, companies like like Yelp and Angie's List, we don't um, we don't really play with them much in our market. You know, different mm-hmm. things. We've we've got some local search stuff that we do. Um, but but for those of you listening, it, it's really you got to pick your spots and then and then just test. I mean that's that's all you can do. So that again, that's what I like about the internet is you can test. Yeah. Excellent. You know, great great stuff. As far as existing customer marketing, so we all know that getting the customer is important, retaining the customer is important. What type of you know marketing do you do for your existing customer base at this point? Well, the biggest, you know, I can't talk about um, about current customer marketing without mentioning service agreements. If you're not big in service agreements, you're missing a big opportunity. Um, you know, all of us have shoulder season in the game that we play, and, and it's very important. So service agreements are a marketing tool more than anything, in my opinion. So we, we make a big push there. Um, we direct mail, hard copy newsletters. We e-blast um, uh, monthly uh, e-newsletters to our to our clients, and um, and primarily that's the way we'll stay in touch. And then, of course, we do if we get slow enough, we'll do outbound calling to our current base as well, just to get in and, and check out their their system and and you know um, go that route. But but I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, even though the way that we're diversified here, um, if we wouldn't be in business without our repeat customer base. So that is um, too many people overlook that. And, and it's far – it's getting so expensive to, to, to get leads these days. You got to – you got to – once you get that person, you got to coddle them and keep them happy because most people don't go away because they were really – mad or got terrible service, they go away because of indifference. So you've got to stay yep. in touch with them. No doubt. And so those service agreements, is that something you're selling before you get out there, when you're out there, try and get it while you're at the homeowner's you know, house doing whatever you're doing? Or where do you where do you tend to push the service agreement or introduce yeah, the service agreement? It, it, gets, it gets touched on um, – at first touch on the on the phone, but it's the technician's responsibility to um, to generate the service agreement uh, on the service call. And so, I see a lot of companies that that sell really heavy um, on the service agreement on the phone for us. And you got to do what works for you. But but for us, um, I, I consider us a sales organization, but we're not a hard charge sales organization. So. Um, when clients call in, you know, it's kind of like calling to ask about a TV and them trying to sell you the the extended plan when you haven't bought the TV yet. So we right. just mention it, that your technician's going to talk to you about it, um, to plant a seed, because, again, in, in marketing and advertising, people need to hear things more than once. So we plant the seed, and then the technician plants the seed again before he creates his options, and then he comes back in, and then we get into uh, the presentation. Excellent. And then back to the newsletter, so that you send a printed newsletter that goes out to your entire customer base. Obviously, that that helps with the retention of your brand. How often are you sending that mailed newsletter? 
Um, we only do that once a quarter. Okay. For a quarter. And then monthly email new, news blasts, email blasts. Correct, yes. Excellent. And, and, and just since you mentioned it, I'm curious, so you, you do outbound calling to the existing customer base. Are you offering a paid checkup, or is it a, hey, we'll come out complimentary and, and see what's going on with the system? Because um, that's an interesting way to get the trucks moving when there's a lull for, 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 for whatever reason. Yeah, we, um, we, we change it. We will drop down to a full-on courtesy once in a while on plumbing. But primarily, we do paid inspections, and and what and we've done it both ways. But what we found is, is there's no value in free, and so nope. it's kind of the whole, you know, it's the thing. Let me give you a free break inspection. You know, are are you really looking to to um, check the safety of my car? Are you really looking to sell me brakes, right? So right. I think that the customer when they when they get the fact that it's an industry recommended service that needs to take place to keep your warranties in place and different things like that and it's only x amount um which is a discount of x amount from normally then it then it makes more sense you know awesome well i mean this is this has been some great great information i mean anybody listening to this that can't walk away with at least two or three gold nuggets that they can start to implement in their in their plumbing or heating business, I'd be very surprised. And, you know, fortunately for you, Kenny's got a, a lot more to offer. I mean, so, Kenny, tell us a little bit about your your, your blue-collar coach, your blue-collar success group, and what that's all about. Well, basically, um, you know, we, we created this company, the blue-collar success group, because we've had, um, you know, we have had some national attention and recognition for what we've been able to accomplish with, my team and and my general manager and my inside operations manager and and I just I have an innate desire to give back and this industry has been very good to me my mentors have been incredible to me and um, you know and and Frank Blau many years ago kind of tapped me to help carry his legacy and and I and I feel that part of my responsibility because Frank spent many many years on the road before flat rate pricing was popular before any of this, you know, what's going on today was even existing. And because he was willing to do what he did, it gave me a really quick, easy way to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Now, when I say quick and easy, I should say um, simple because it's, you know, it's simple if you you implement, but it's, you know, the easy part resides within us. So, we said we want to give back to the industry and we want to help people simplify this stuff. And so, so we created this, this company and we've got, um, you know, mastermind groups where we help coach managers and owners weekly. We do a lot of, uh, sales and customer service training with technicians. We've got a, a done for you membership that, um, you know, we, by video, we train your technicians for you now because technician training um, is a big issue in our in our industry, and that they're the face of our brand. We spend all this time marketing and branding our companies, and then we put um, not highly trained people out there, and that becomes our brand. So, however many trucks you're running, that's how many brands you have. You might think you've got one because you paid paid a marketing company to create one for you, but whoever shows up in whatever mood they're in, that's your brand. So, um, we just want to give back and and help people in this great industry. Awesome. And so that where if somebody wanted to learn just more about the actual coaching program, where would they go for, for that information? 
Yeah, just go to uh, www.theblue-collar-success-group.com, theblue-collar-success-group.com, and, um, and then in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a, a bright yellow button, and you can click on it and take a free test drive and see everything that's involved there. Awesome. Now, I understand you also have a webinar coming up where, I guess, you're, you're, you're training on the secrets to growing a successful contracting business. And I don't think anybody's more equipped to train you on how to run your, your plumbing business and, and HVAC business and grow it than somebody that's done it and somebody that's successfully gone from, you know, 12, 12K to, to 3 million. I mean, it kind of, um, you know, who better to teach you than that? How, you know, what, what are you covering on this webinar and how can somebody get into this event? Well, we really, um, we, we cover, a lot of the the, the tools that, that are needed, and I mean, heck, today you, you and us, you and I having this conversation, Josh, is really, um, I I'm, I mean, I hope my passion comes through. I love this stuff, and we've created a lot of value here today for for your listeners, and and I just cover, you know, what we've done and what works for us, and and what we're seeing change because one of the things, you know, we've got our our coaching group but we run this this company still every day and, and we're in the trenches so we see how things have changed and they, and they have changed dramatically in the last five years and they're changing faster than ever and that trend will continue so you know we cover things from from pricing to selling do spend a fair bit of time on how to help your technicians close more sales and again this is not hard sales stuff um, hard charge. I don't sit down and arm wrestle with our customers. This is about teaching your your technicians to become better educators because all I want them to do is educate the customer on what their options are and allow the customer to choose. So when they when your technicians become assistant buyers instead of salespeople, really good things happen. And techs don't want to be salespeople. We all know that, but they do want to take care of customers. So we'll help you teach, um, in this webinar. Uh, learn more about how to do that as well. Okay, and so I guess where would they go to get, to get registered? And this is is this a free webinar or something? What's the story behind the, the cost for the for the webinar and this training? Yes, absolutely. This is completely free. Um, it's just a way that we can, that we give back. And so you can go to uh, www.sellingtex.com, and that's text t e c h s dot com. So go to sellingtex.com and and there's a couple different time choices that you can choose from there and, and jump in there and um, and check it out. We'd, and we'd love to hear your feedback, too. Awesome. Well, Kenny, this has been a, a wonderful a wonderful interview. I think you've given us a, a lot of great insights and ideas, and I just want to thank you for spending the time. And your, your passion certainly does come through on, on, these, on this call. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Josh, and I, I appreciate spending time with like-minded people and, and what you're doing for the industry is great, and uh, I hope that your clients get a lot of value from our conversation here today. So thank you again. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks.